Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our take on it. It's your girl, Deborah and Jackie, and we're in the studio. And I know, like I said, it's been a while since we haven't recorded, but you know what? We love you for listening. Jackie, it's such a beautiful day here in Toronto, and we're just reveling in this heat. Well, you know. It is Caribbean style, I'm telling, <laughs> I'm telling you. you. It's like putting your head in an oven. But in a way, it's delicious because we we freeze so much in the yeah, winter. You know, yeah. We really get the coldest of the cold days. And, you know, rather than, you know, soak yourself in air conditioning, you know, get some of that vitamin D going. The beautiful yeah. sunshine. It's amazing. Yeah, and the sunburn yeah. too. You're really vitamin D because it burns <laughs> you up. All right, listen, to today's topic, we want to talk about the origin of sin or the original sin that was first committed. You know, we go to church and most of you grew up all your life and you hear a pastor or your grandparents or anybody who is very spiritual, they would say, you know, Adam and Eve are the first person to sin, commit sin and have us in this travesty that we're in, in, in this world today. But I'm here to tell you that, you know, if you read your Bible, that will not be the truth. Um, Lucifer actually is the first person to have sinned against God. And the original sin that was committed was pride. Adam was the first man to sin and his sin was disobedience. So there are two sin factors that really the Bible talks about, which is pride and disobedience. And it's the same two sinfulness that has everyone in this mess right now like we are all guilty of those two sins pride and disobedience and so when we talk about pride jack why don't why don't you tell us you know when, when we think when we hear the word pride what does that mean pride means i think pursuing a course of action in a selfish individualistic way to the point where you only put your wants and your desires ahead of any standards, any value system, anything. It's all about you. You want to take over something. Either you want to take over somebody's world or you want to influence their mind. But whatever it is, if there's a set of foundational principles in place, you are willing to forsake them all for an end result that suits an outcome that you want to achieve. And that I is, think that is what pride means in a biblical sense. That is exactly because in the beginning... Lucifer really wanted control of everything. He wanted to be higher than the creator. You cannot, nobody can ever be bigger or higher than the creator. The creator is the creator. And anyway, he ended up losing. And so he came down to earth and now earth was his kingdom. He couldn't have heaven. So he had earth. Exactly. Right. Now we are very conscious of the word pride. Leading up to this month is Pride Month here in Toronto. Now, I know you're saying, well, what does that pride has to do with this pride? Well, the word pride simply, you know, actually demonstrate what we're actually facing here today. It's like the same war that was starting in heaven is what's continuing here on earth through the word pride. Now, in the LGBTQ community, and I'm not here to make a mockery or offend anyone, but the question becomes, if I or us, if we're not all in agreement with the LGBTQ community parade and, you know, all their, the things that they have out there, does that consider us to be homophobic? 
because we don't support a movement that is not within our system value? Hmm. Are we considered to be, I don't know, what do you call that? Bias? Bias. Because we don't support. Yeah, who is not an advocate of inclusiveness and all kinds of things you hear. All of these words. And I think this is a really dynamic question to ask, Deb, because I know in different uh, pride celebrations throughout the U.S. right now, mm-hmm. you've had incidents where people have, you know, tried to be troublemakers in the midst of this celebration. And as you said earlier, none of us are saying that that should ever be done under any circumstances. But there is a reason for concern because. If you don't support pride, so to speak, and that's not saying that you should go there and and cause violence or hurt anyone, but if morally you have a distinct value system that says that I don't endorse this lifestyle, why are you forced, even saturated or commanded, to be an advocate of uh, gay rights everywhere, corporately, um, in an individual sense, uh, in supporting your family, in, in children's issues, it is becoming so mainstream that for some people it's stifling. It's being rammed down your throat. Now, whether this is a productive thing or not, I think remains to be seen. I, people are saying that the more you introduce people to it and the more widespread it becomes is the more it produces a sense of justice and a good value system in the society. But is that really the case? And, and this is the thing, this is what I'm rolling over in my head and thinking, you know, that definitely I have religious principles where there are standards set against uh, this kind of behavior and lifestyle. And I am entitled to my, my principles and the way I think. But you feel like almost the way you do when you mention the church these days. So many people are anti-religion. And they think they have to be anti-religion because the religion is telling them that they can't be in these parades. They can't be gyrating around with someone of the same sex and wanting to live and marry with that person and then still read the Bible. So they feel like life is polarized for them. So what they choose to do is isolate the Bible so that they can live the lifestyle. So what about those who choose to move closer to religion and object to their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Does that make you homophobic, as Deb said? That is, like, honestly, you have put it out there so clear and crystal that I don't know, how do how do I even, you know what I mean, respond to that? Because, like, you just said it. Does that make me homophobic? And I'm telling you, it does not make me homophobic. I don't think it does. I because, think that's a for good one, way. I'm allowed to be a free thinker. Right. I'm allowed to choose. And there are things that I don't agree with. And if I'm not able to speak about what I'm not in agreement with, then you might as well just muzzle me. And I'm not going to be muzzled because at the end of the day, I still have a right to speak. Um, now, I know a lot of corporates don't have that right because they don't want to lose their business. They don't want to lose their influence. They don't want to lose this and they don't want to lose that. But I have nothing to lose. I really have nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And I would rather lose the world than to lose my soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And my problem. And so the question becomes, what is my problem with the LGBTQ community? Okay. My problem is one, the fact that they want to teach children. And I know the target is children because they're young and they're resilient and they're more 
They're more powerful. They're more controlled, you know, than older folks are. They're vulnerable. They're, too. they're vulnerable, yeah. of course. Mm -hmm. But it's so much easier because they're influenced by what they see and they hear and, you know, and the trend. They can hop on those things, right? And if we try to change their thoughts or their thinking, then we're considered to be, we're considered to do childism. You heard that new term now is where you don't support a child for being who or she wants to be. And my child has grown to be a boy and that's all he knows. Yeah. So I can't have a class that teaches him that he can be whatever he wants to be and he doesn't have to say that he's a boy or girl. No. But even outside of that, Deb, with the influence for younger kids through the media, uh, the whole issue is, is sort of experimentation. Mm -hmm. And that's something that freaks me out too. It's like, in a way, there is there are some people in the LGBTQ uh, community who are born with certain thick traits that may indicate, like a, a man may be much more effeminate. Right. And that could indicate that he, he will be uh, homosexual as he grows into, you know, his, right. his himself. But to a certain extent, a lot of it among especially young teenagers is just experimentation. Mm -hmm. You know, like a Katy Perry song. I kissed a girl and I liked it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, I mean, that that's kind of a loose standard, you know, to be operating by, you know, in terms of, well... You know, um, and, and so many people who used to be, say, uh, in a heterosexual relationship for many years, all of a sudden come upon someone who is uh, of the same sex orientation and all of a sudden they want to walk away from their world mm -hmm. and step into this one. So a lot of times you have to ask yourself, is this really who you are or who it's or who you have experimented with trying to be and then found some degree of acceptance in that? You know what I mean? So there is, there's a lot to say that maybe people are just being pushed along with the, the currents of change and adaptability. And maybe they're not really getting a chance to be their true self. Mm -hmm. They're being a caricature of themselves. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? They are, they are experimenting with so much that they're kind of searching for an identity instead of realizing that, first of all, being a certain sex is scientific. You know, there's X chromosomes, there's Y chromosomes. You're born a certain sex. Uh, if we focus on the children, let's realize that right now you see stories where six and eight-year-old kids are coming to their parents and saying, Mommy, I should have been born a boy. I should have been born a girl. You know, um, I don't feel right. And, and, and wanting to kill themselves at 10 years old. Do you really think that this is coming from them or do you think it's coming from the influence of society and genderism and all these kind of traits? There is a, a big spin-off, you know, in this area that I think a lot of times people have very serious objections to. And sometimes they do come out with a certain amount of anger and rage because a lot of this is being forced down their throat. Well, what I've also learned is that, and I know the media don't talk about this, but in the LGBTQ community, 40% of the people who are in that community commit suicide. 40% is the largest. Wow. It has beat out people who are poor, people who has just mental illness. Like, I'm talking about these people committing suicide, especially the ones that goes through the transgender procedure. Hmm. And... So For you me, think that there could be a fallout even of realizing they made a but mistake. But they know. They yeah. know. And then, you know, they, they want to take their lives because 
it didn't turn out the way they expected it. It still did not change the inner man. Yeah. You know, very good point. because at the end of the day, I could go to any cosmetic surgery and I could change who I want to change to on the physical, but the inner person cannot change. And that is something man has not learned to do and will never get to do. You cannot change a person who they are on the inside because who God created you to be is exactly who you're going to be. You can change your face a thousand times. You can put on the breast. You can change the, the, the private part. You're still going to be that original person, whether you're X or your Y, you're going to be that person. And for the life of me, what I don't understand is if I'm a man that feels like I was born in a woman's body, I'm a man and I feel like I was born in a woman's body and I should be that. Mm -hmm then why do I want to be with the person I don't want to be with? You understand what I'm saying? I'm a man, right? And I want to be with a man. I don't want to be with a woman, but then I transform myself into a woman that I don't want to be with. Like, does that make sense? You see, well, the, you see the confusion? Of course, I do see the confusion. But I suppose at that point, the perception changes from instead of it being homosexual and homosexual, the, the person who's had the change all of a sudden sees themselves as straight, which I agree with you, creates quite a, a mess in trying to sort this out. So all of a sudden they say, well, uh, I was really meant to be a woman. So now even though I'm looking for a man and I was always looking for a man, um, I'm now a woman looking for a man instead of another man looking for, for a man. man. <laughs> so it's like, it's, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. it's conf this is, this is why I'm like, this is where, this is what they don't teach you. Yeah. The confusion of, if you know you are a woman and you're a woman who says, well, I should have been a man, but I don't want to be with a man. Yeah. I want to be with a woman. Now you change yourself to become a man. But guess what? You're still with a woman. You're still with a woman. Yeah. It makes no sense. And I, I love your point about the fact that what it takes to be a woman. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, how are men ever going to understand, uh, you know, a menstrual cycle? You know <laughs> what I mean? It, it's inconceivable. Obviously, they cannot give birth. That That is understandable. But I mean, there's so many things that, that make you a woman, you know, in terms of how you prepare yourself mentally, psychologically to cope with life. And a man is not going to have any clue about it. You can go for the base for the basic things that men don't do pain as well as women do. You know, men have a, a different conceptual uh, way of looking at the world. You know, they have an Adam's apple and women don't. Yeah. You know, it, it, there's so many things that, you know, people are trying to change the dynamics of that scenario. And if you object to it, you are looked down upon by a lot of people. You're told, well, you're not supporting people who need your support, who need your encouragement. But what is the fallout from all of this encouragement and support? And what is it doing to the moral fiber of the society that we live in? That is, that is, that's exactly the question. Because hmm. at the end of the day, you know, God does not make mistakes. He created us all the way he wants us to create. And at the end of the day, when I die and I go back to him, I want to go back the exact same way he created me. I don't want when I die, you know, I was born a woman and I go back as a man. And then he looking at me saying, who are you again? Ah, uh, let me see. Um, I, you're not in my book. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> you know? and like, this, is, this is why right now, uh, with all due respect, things are such a mess in the U S because they have been so terribly polarized. 
You know, you, you've got the Republican, you have some people on the extreme in that context, but basically you can separate the issues by political party so clearly. And there's a strong religious movement in the States on the right. And the left is completely opposed to that. The, they, they're totally supporting of transgenderism. They're totally supportive of gay rights. They're totally supportive of abortion rights. And the other side is the complete polar opposite. How you're going to bring those sides together is almost an impossibility. And you, you don't want your societies to get pushed to such extremes, but sometimes people feel they have to go in the other camp because one side is going so far in the way they're taking their position, that mm -hmm. you feel like you, you have to stand up and say something, that somebody's side has to be reflected, you know, and, and you've got such brazen things going out there, you know, like, uh, you know, a trans person, you know, using a public washroom, okay, that if that washroom is for women, all of a sudden you have a transgender man in your washroom, you know what I mean? And, and I have to be honest, I would object to that to a certain extent, and a lot of people do, but if you do, boy, the gavel comes down on you yeah. and it comes down big time. I mean, look, just the other day, there was this transgender man who didn't want to go to a prison where there was all men. He wanted to go to a prison where there were women yeah. and they put him in a prison where there were women. And guess what he ended up doing? Impregnating two of those women. <laughs> so, I mean, where, where, where's the line? Oh my goodness. Like, how do you get away with that? I didn't read that story, but yes. you would find this, Deb. If, if Deb can hunt out the story... <laughs> Like, who does that? Who does that? Exactly. So, so this, this is, what, is what I'm saying. So who are you to tell me what I should believe in when you can't even live up to your own standard? Yeah. Like, hello. It's blurred lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, when I heard wow. this, I was like, wow. Unbelievable. You, anyways, yeah, we, that, don't, we don't really want to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. We don't. Well, I think we just want to say that you, you've got to open the door to a little bit more acceptance and, and appreciation of other people's value systems. Yeah. I don't think that everybody can be thrown into the same tub and forced to think a certain way. And this is what's happening is that your ability to object or to have a different perspective is being shot down. You're not allowed to think that way. You're supposed to think only one way. And all of a sudden everybody applauds you. And, you know, um, for some people, the displays that go on during these pride parades, you know, like women openly necking with one another. Some people find this offensive. And kids are around. Yes. The same kids. And this is the problem. There is no boundaries. There is no res respect. Yeah. I think I think the LGBTQ community are one of the most... Um, how do I say like vulgar, the, the vulgarity of it is just extreme. It is like you want to show off. Oh, love is love. Love is not love when you're showing me your ass every day. Exactly. Love is not love when you're wearing your, your two piece G string all around my kids. Lo what love has to do with that? That is, love has it, nothing to do with vulgarity. Level, yeah. It's a high level of promiscuity, yeah. which is really what a and lot of these things. Yeah. Like it's not just, you know, walking together with someone that you care about in a dignified, decent way. No, it's floats and things with, as you say, people wearing barely anything there, you know, a little fig leaf dancing around. And then afterwards, a lot of promiscuous sex goes on. And let me tell you yeah. something. Uh, according to reports, 80% of pedophiles are literally in that community. Hmm. 
that's a whole other area. We, we could say so much there, but you know, we only but have I'm so much time to. to talk, but to be honest, yeah, that that's another component. I didn't even add to the equation, but as I say, it's become so narrow and this is the issue that I don't want to describe myself as homophobic. And I don't think Deb does either, but at the same time, we do have legitimate concerns and questions and Deb's perspective is, is even more solid because she's a mother and she has a right to be concerned about what's influencing her child's thought pattern. You know what I mean? And this is the thing that I think a lot of parents should ask themselves and they should ask in a real way, not have their child come to them in a confused state. And all of a sudden they start supporting the child's perspective and acting like they're the best parents in town. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a lot of, of things that are not being filled in here. I'm going to say a lot of questions are not being asked. I'm going to say the same thing that Jesus says. I love the sinner. I just hate the sins. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's well, it. Well, thank you guys so much. And I hope this is not an offense to anyone, but it's more of an educational piece. Absolutely. We want to share our opinions because very soon we will not be able to do so. And um, we hope that your people... feedback will be kind to us as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah. And if there is anything that we missed, please feel free to comment and let us know because we're here to learn. We are. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys for listening. My name is Deborah. And my name is Jackie.